Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Cornering the Market from Collector's Corner. My name is P. You may know me online as Astem, joined by my great friend and co-host, Jared, who you may know online as Jared underscore pause. How are you doing today, man? I'm living the dream, man. You know, I'm honestly humbled by all the support from the community uh, for 8NAP Art. You know, had a goal of, you know, really locking in 100 to 150 passes this first time out. And, you know, I have a commitment for all but 20 of them, man. So it's just been an outpouring of support. And and I just wanted to thank any of the listeners who have reached out, um, you know, 20 passes to go. It just with two weeks ago, it feels feels really good. So I'm humbled. Uh, and just really, really grateful for for everyone out there. And we are excited for you. For folks who don't know, Jared is the founder of the 8NAP Digital Asset Fund. He's a fund manager. If you want exposure to art, Web3 art in your portfolio, reach out to him. And he's also starting 8NAP Art, which is super cool. We did a Twitter Spaces about that. That'll be released next week on the 1st of August. This is his Twitter handle. If you want more info or you want to get involved, there he is at Jared underscore pause. Wanted to show you my Twitter handle. If you're curious at Aston cloud, and uh, this is our collector's corner handle at collectors underscore X, Y, Z. Give us a follow a couple other house cleaning things. As always, we have a newsletter um, starting this month or really uh, last week. We are only putting out half of these episodes for free in the newsletter. Do all this out of pocket. So I'm asking for $20 a month to help support the podcast. If not, no worries. Every other week will still be free. And we also ask that you subscribe to the free version um, and subscribe, follow us on YouTube, give us a like. It's it's super helpful. Um, and the other thing is I have started a premium service for people who want very specific investor-focused content, when to buy, when to sell, what collections are hot, who are the up-and-coming artists, really specific info on how to build your wealth with digital art. Now, with all that out of the way, let's jump right into it. Jared, what is the vibe these days, last week? How are you feeling about the market? I feel that there's a somewhat of a divergence occurring where there's a, I'm still positive on the market. I'll, I'll front run with that. But you know, when we, we talk about the the sales, notable sales this week, you'll, you'll start to see there's, there's a divergence, in my opinion, between People with a lot of ETH and people maybe being a little bit more, um, I'll call it intent, having a little bit greater intent with their ETH. So overall, I'm still very bullish. You're seeing a lot of lot of movement, but you know, I think that uh, the market is taking a little bit of a chill pill. Uh, and overall, I'm I'm super bullish. I, I just think that it's the 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 calm before the storm. Honestly, that's kind of where my vibe is at at this moment. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, certainly when you see the sales rolling in. And the only other thing I'll add is uh, you see a lot of hype coming up for certain releases, which means people are, are waiting. We're going to talk about uh, the themes and variations release that just came out and how that has, has really got the, the crowd buzzing. And I think that people are just kind of waiting for things to get a little more exciting. It's almost It's almost like a Dutch auction, right? Where you see a few sales come in early on and then once more sales start rolling, the, the momentum picks up and, and the hype builds up. So a very, very slow Dutch auction across the market in general. 
is uh, at least how I am experiencing it. You you mentioned some notable sales. I mean, we could talk about some, what's going on in the Ethereum generative art, AI art side. Yeah, so notable sales, the, the things that came to mind and just stood out to me this week was there's four Fidenza sales. I mean, that's that's huge from a, a volume perspective. That represents about 315 total ETH across all the different uh, platforms and, and sales mechanisms. And, you know, one in particular that stood out to me is 287. I just thought it was an 80-weave bid accepted. And I just thought it was really beautiful for being a quote-unquote floor, which, again, validates what we've been saying a lot is target your pieces, be strategic with your 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 ETH. And, I mean, that's a beauty right there, in my opinion. So, but, you know, the floors jumped to 92.5. I think there's four in the 90s before it hits the three-digit ETH. So, definitely a lot of fanaticism around that but you know that that's that that's good volume for ringers man it's, it's just not stopping uh and th that that is the data point i used for the the entry on the vibe check is man there there's people buying in the 80s uh and so there, there's definitely liquidity out there uh, i'm curious to see where the liquidity starts to flow first um, but you know, there's a couple ringer sales, which is good to see, you know, ringers picking up momentum. I'm, it's something I'm eyeing very closely. And then there's just a lot of low key stuff starting to heat up. There's a lot of memories of Keelan, Jilin, uh, sales. And then there's, I think nine of those and nine Meridian sales. So, you know, again, some of this stuff is low key moving and, uh, it's exciting. I don't know the last time I've seen nine Meridian sales, uh, in a seven day period. And that's exciting to me. There's one in particular I've got my eye on, so I'm not going to quite, you know, shout it out. But there's some beautiful pieces, and and I think that that's uh, I've been talking to a lot of collectors, you know, when reaching out for this eight nap art thing, and Meridians has come up way more than I would have anticipated. So uh, I think that there's something there for Meridians um, that I, I'm starting to circle back to. But yeah, overall. Uh, the market's voting with their ETH, and it's interesting to see what projects are getting this attention. I'm, I'm really paying attention to that divergence of what is getting attention right now and what is not. Yeah, and, and we've said it many times, I'll say it again, in these bear market times, or low liquidity times at least, before the market has really taken off, uh, relative strength is king. You're seeing what has relative strength, both from a liquidity standpoint, but also a floor price standpoint. And I just got to say, uh, I know you pointed out that Fidenza, I think this one is amazing, 875 that uh, I actually forget what it sold for, but uh, really, really beautiful one that sold. And it's it's playing out like we've been talking about. This is, uh, human psychology is consistent. People start with blue chips. And uh, you know what it tends to move right now, if you didn't think it was a blue chip before, you can now kind of safely identify and say, hey, this probably is a blue chip. Uh, I'll, you know, regarding your comments on meridians and memories and fidenzas and ringers which were already known as being blue chips yeah i'm just i'm really fascinated with like the narratives that are starting to emerge around art and what are the you know considered those blue chips i mean i was i was listening to something with Raul paul on on real vision where he did like a ama thing and he specifically called out uh you know fidenzas and ringers i just i think it's interesting that when you start to hear these narratives across multiple different places uh, i think you're starting to see that that level of fomo of not having a fidenza coming from many different places that's right raul paul likes fidenzas he likes ringers he likes life in west america which we also like but let's go over to fx hash he hasn't found fx hash yet 
FX hash last seven days volume was actually pretty solid. Uh, a lot of it coming from Horizontes and uh, Iskra can never say her last name. Iskra V and Zach Lieberman collection. You can be hearing about Zach Lieberman a lot. I uh, had a, a couple of folks just, just buy a ton of these, uh, but you know, it just seems like we've been saying the past few weeks, there's a rotation through different blue chips on FX hash. And then, sprinkling of other collections with some sales. Asekia had a sale there that was nice. We saw a kinder garden monuments just got floored. Beautiful one too for uh, 1500 Tez. That sold almost immediately. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, the floor, it's 60% of the floor price there. So that was going to move. And uh, really not, not too many new collections moving in FX hash. I'm not sure how many great things have been coming out, but really solid volume, uh, pretty consistent with the last few months. Anything you want to point out on the FX hash side, Jared, that you saw? Uh, two things for a Sekia, you know, for getting some of those colorful pieces, the floor is deceptively uh, low relative to some of the more colorful pieces. I mean, outside of the orange. So I think that like, if you're in the market for a good Asekia, it's, it's a really tough market. Um, I think those are really getting diamond handed and locked up. It's just, again, I'm in the market for them. I'm trying to buy them up. So it's just something that I'm I'm taking note of. Uh, and then with the Horizontis, you know, I think that, you know, if you, they were all bought through winter, which is that uh, the credit card extension or ETH, if that's what it is. And, and I think that they're good. So it doesn't show the buyer, but they're going to some really, really elite collectors. And what's encouraging to me is, you know, the floor on that, significantly lower than the recent sales so what's really beautiful is people are paying up for good art i just think that that's a that's a good sign right i think it's a good sign and i think it's indicative of uh i mean i don't think it's indicative my hope is that's what it's indicative of uh to come so re really really excited for for that marketplace specifically yeah, and some of these really nice pieces uh, went for lower than I thought. And uh, one correction, the Asekias that sold, there were two of them that sold for quite a bit below the floor. Um, and, and this one, I know it's, it's you know, maybe not the most colorful, but it's a really cool one. This uh, rare monitor palette uh, that I'm personally a fan of. So uh, really kudos to them for picking up some some great deals there. And that's really interesting about the winter. I, I wasn't aware of that, that it doesn't show the buyer, uh, which makes sense given the the mechanism through which it's bought. Uh, but yeah, and, and also a really great point, Jared, that people are paying up. People are paying up for pieces that they like. Again, markets move with blue chips first. Like that, that's just how it goes. And, and we're seeing some really solid concentration there. Uh, how about squiggles? What, what was the last week for squiggles like? The last week has been really, really uh, interesting. Uh, in 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 a negative way, uh, volume is down to 105 seven day ETH, and that's the but and that's on nine sales. So I can't tell you the last time I've seen a seven day duration with with single digit sales. The encouraging part is that there the floor hasn't moved too much, right? 10.8, 10.58 versus 10.56 uh, this week. So the floor is holding strong. There are a couple weeks starting to dip. Um, you know well into you know the tens and eights or nines so but you know some highlights for me is there's a bold that's encouraging that sold for 24.9 really cool ribbed i thought that sold for 11.5 and then you know i had called it out on great art a 
or uh, Gen Art Deal of the Day on Twitter, but that color spread 23 was at the floor for 10.55. So um, a little bit, I'll call it way below average is what I would say for squiggles. Um, definitely not reeling off the, the sales, but I'm hoping there's not much more downward uh, direction for this. So I'm hoping to see a good rebound next week, but you know, overall, I think it's indicative of the market. Not a lot of action this week. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Does does feel like that's the case. Well, let's talk about some action, some release recaps. We were uh, sort of talking about this a little bit earlier. Um, themes and variations by Vera Molnar. This seems to have brought some hype into the market. Released yesterday, it was uh, Sotheby's first launch from their new launch platform. And uh, it was the a collaboration between Vera Molnar and Martin Grosser. Vera Molnar, for folks who don't know, is a pioneer of the generative art movement and is 99 years old. And this is going to be her first and very likely only long-form generative art project. Uh, a couple things to note about this. These were pre-curated outputs. Martin Grosser was the collaborating artist and helped a lot with this. Good folks at Sotheby's and Martin chatted with our Collector's Corner Premium community, gave us a sneak preview, really cool stuff in terms of how they made this art. The market has really responded well. It minted at a lower than expected price of about one Ether, 1.03 was the lowest mint price and has surged to 4X that now with not too many listings actually, 12% listed, best offer 3.6. Love any and all thoughts you have on this, Jared. First and foremost, congrats to Michael and Sotheby's for having a really stellar launch right out the gate. Congrats to Martin and Vera. I just think that it was uh, so well received. I think that it's a really great way to to document and potentially capture this moment in time with uh, and bring together two um, really established artists. I think it's a great collab. I think that you know watching the the fanaticism around it. It's just been really invigorating to me. Um, and I, I think that, you know, obviously with eight and app art, it's something that my brain is very, very focused on. But the the flight to quality art is something that has a deep resonance with me. It's something that I'm going to be focusing on. So maybe there's a little bit of confirmation bias here. But overall, man, I, I, I think this was just it was very well executed. It gave a lot of space to the storytelling behind the project. And for that you know, kudos to everybody involved. I'm very, very, very impressed with the entire process. Absolutely. And from a market standpoint, what I find very interesting is seeing the sort of surges in demand that come at different times. You know, this thing minted at one, then people started buying it and then people heard about it, pushed the floor price up to like three. And it was just kind of hanging out. And then this morning, boom, another surge in demand and, and we'll see how many more of these come, but it's very interesting to watch how uh, the, the participants buy and the buying behavior here. Um, probably a few flippers in here at the moment, but overall holding up really, really well and uh, a fantastic variety of outputs, really well done job across the board, as you mentioned. The next release recap is an auction that was going on with Christie's and Gucci called Future Frequencies, all fashion themed, uh, for the most part, fashion themed. And uh, interesting to see this play out. 
Uh, we had a couple of our favorite generative artists here, Zach Lieberman. Uh, we had Emily Shia. Tyler Hobbs has had a Fidenza on there. Um, a few folks like Zach and, and uh, Emily created new art specifically for this one. Um, and uh, also William Upon had a beautiful new piece there. And uh, Yazid, a beautiful piece. And, uh, you know, actually Vincent Van Doe got both Yazid's and William Mapons for right above the rest of, or kind of the, the, the minimum price they had set on there, which I thought was interesting. I don't know, maybe this one went a little bit under the radar. The other thing that I thought was really interesting about this uh, was, well, a couple of things to note. So a few were really high priced. This Robbie Barat was, I think it was 200 ETH minimum. Claire Silver had one that was 40 ETH minimum. And she had another one with Emmy Cusano, 40 ETH minimum. So I think that was just too high for the market. Uh, but Botto had one that went for 13.69, which I was surprised at. And the other big surprise was Luke Shannon's went for 12.1. Although I, I hear, from my understanding, they're going to be creating this actual jacket for the winner. So there's, there's some fashion involved, not just uh, the art there. So curious if you have any thoughts on this, Jared, um, generally speaking. You hit on the main points that came to mind for me and which is the divergence between what sold and what didn't. And, you know, I think the clear winner on this to me was Luke Shannon. I mean, amazing, amazing piece that sold. Uh, and then you hit the highlights for me. You know, I think that when you're looking at specific one-of-ones for William in the past around 10 ETH, I think 15 is a great sale. I loved, loved the the story behind Yazid's. I, I really consider putting in a bid myself. Um, and then overall, I just think that you know, to have a, a lost Robbie, I think it was like 220 and it didn't sell uh, in a few of these other pieces, you know, but the, the, the market's still saying we want to find a, a proper balance, but overall, like, I just love the concept of, of the Gucci partnership. I love the, the, the overall theme that connects all of these between fashion and Gucci. And it's just really, really invigorating to me to see such an established brand coming in and getting innovative within the digital space and uniting artists around it. So I, I think it was awesome. I think instead of focusing on anything that didn't sell to me, it's a very big positive. And to me, just another data point in, in the overall long-term sentiment shift towards, um, you know, the digital space that, that we're both like overly invested in and it's positive. Yep. The only other thing I'll add is it was really nice for me to see uh, Vincent Van Doe pick up a couple of pieces here. He's, uh, you know, it's just another nod to the generative art world and the presence that generative art has in, in the broader NFT world. So really cool to see that. Let's talk about some news. Um, we, we mentioned OpenSea deals last week. Now, I haven't had a chance to really, I don't know how to find these yet, but I wanted to just quickly talk through for folks, how do I use the deals feature? And uh, by the way, you can include wrapped ETH as part of the offer. So you just go over to your profile and you select make a deal. You have to find a user, their username, OpenSea username, ENS name, or wallet address that you want to make a deal with. Look through their eligible items. I haven't had a chance to figure out what's eligible. And then choose the items that you might want and add any wrapped ETH or not and, and send a deal over. Now, I believe these are private right now, but I wanted to put this out there because the next story, we'll talk a little bit about this too. It's going to be pretty interesting to see um, how people start swapping when swaps are more prevalent. And perhaps there are good deals to be had out there. Um, 
have you, have you tried this yet, Jared? Or has anyone offered you a deal at the moment? Definitely not tried it. I I'm very uh, selective with it, but I think it's it's awesome to be able to have this like trusted in an intermediary rather than potentially looking at some like malicious contracts uh, through through other avenues. So I think this is just a, a step in the right direction towards like validating the space and um, being able to transact with I'll call it less stress. Like there's always stress when you when you when you click accept or whatever. But yeah, I I, I think this is I think it's a little bit late, but typical OpenSea like they're. Uh, they're not necessarily the, at the front of the adoption curve, but I think this is a, a really positive thing for the space. That's right. You can take your time when you're the king. I, I agree with all those takes. The next story is about uh, Sansa. Our friends at Sansa have introduced auctions. And, uh, it, you know, it's just another place to go and check and see if you might find a good deal. There's not a ton of auctions out there yet, but a few folks are putting them up there. And uh, I don't, you know, I guess some of these are timed, uh, but it's it's pretty interesting to see. Uh, didn't find anything that was particularly a great deal yet, uh, but just another place to check and see if you can get some art that you like at a good price. Maybe this this Marfa Yuka. Okay, great art at great prices. I wanted to start with Universal Ray Hatcher. Now, this is a super cool project by Peter Pasma. Uh, this is one where the folks with the mint tickets FX hash params have an extremely broad range of ability to create different art on this. Uh, floor price is 130 Tezos. You're going to see a range of stuff, but there's a lot of stuff that looks pretty cool that's below our $500 threshold. And so check it out. See if you like some. I mean, this one's like super cool. I don't know who the artist is, but like, wow. Uh, I don't know. Just some really cool stuff. I think this project will go down as one of the more creative and innovative ones that we've seen in, in quite some time. Miniscapes by Rich and Rick. I, I bring this as great art at great prices because, um, you know, the floor right now is 195 Tez and the floor, you know, is pretty thick, especially under our great art at great prices. And I just like the variation that's in there, whether it's night or day, mountainscapes or or forests or rolling hills, water. Like it just, it feels like if you were in the marketplace for, for one of these at some point, uh, there's a great amount of variation that's listed and you know you might be able to pick up that that piece that you always wanted but uh an amazing duo you know they're the duo behind Aseki that we mentioned earlier and just really really amazing art in my opinion and i think that this is uh you know this is their first collab together so if you're if you're one of those believers in firsts and uh, and getting kind of that uh genesis project this is a really good entry point in my opinion yeah it's beautiful art really um I don't know. It takes you back, right? It almost reminds me of like the books I used to read as a kid, that kind of style. So fantastic one. Uh, next one I want to talk about was uh, Overload by Schwimmbuilder. Schwimmbuilder is back. This, you know, I got to be honest, I was a little confused about when this was released, but it, it just finished minting out recently. And he's an incredibly talented artist and has a just a great variety in this collection, sitting at 0.18 ETH, only 200 pieces. Really like this one. Uh, I think if you want some Schwen Builder exposure, this is a great price. And you know, he's got some other stuff too that's a, a good price, but um, see what you like and uh, see if you like this one. I I think it's really, uh, you know, something that might resonate with folks. Okay, let's, let's do some upcoming drops. 
The first one that uh, we've actually mentioned this one before, but I've been waiting for it. I, I really like the look of this. It's Dendro by Vebjorn. I hope I pronounced that right. Isakin. And uh, just really nice outputs. Uh, they they have a project called Strata. It's coming out August 21st, 1 p.m. So we still got a little, a little ways to go here, but um, really cool art that I think is going to resonate well with the crowd. Not sure how the market will be at the time. May not be that expensive. We'll have to see when it gets closer, but a uh, big fan of this art in general. And huh, I guess they don't have a generator here this time. Normally they allow you to generate outputs, but in this case, oh, they just updated it. So yeah, you can uh, click on view more samples, generate sample and, and take a look at it. Really a nice clean aesthetic that I appreciate. Yeah, I, I, I'm full disclosure. I'm a holder of Strata. I loved the project, stacked a bunch of them. I think this is a natural progression on that. And I think it's a, a really, really beautiful project that somehow I'll be tracking pretty closely. I don't think this is going to, you know, blow up the, the, the Twitter space, but just if you're looking for a great entry price uh, and low risk, this is a really, really, really cool project. And I, I look forward to, to seeing lots of the outputs. It, it almost... It gives me like the vibes of like a mix between Strata, their previous collection, and Meridians. So just a really, really cool dynamic. There you go. This one right here looks like a prismatic Meridian. Yeah, it's, I mean, man, I hope these go low because I, I want to collect one of these with zero investment, uh, you know, uh, in mind, but just, just to have one. Like, it's just nice art. It really is. And I, I love the way the animation creates these. So um, we'll be keeping an eye on this one for sure. The next upcoming release, oh, request timed out here. Um, well, I'll talk about it while this is loading. The next one is Colorblind Study by Zach Lieberman. So there are, uh, oh man, verse, verse is breaking my computer. Here we go. So there are, there's Colorblind Studies. So it's going to be 25 one of ones. It's coming out August 8th at 1 p.m. So uh, in a little over a week. And uh, Zach Lieberman, as you can see here on the screen, if you can't check this out, we'll have the, the link in the show notes. It's really beautiful art, really master at color. Got some beautiful motion in this. Um, these one of ones are going to be auctions individually. And for this exhibition, he also is going to be selling 50 mint passes that allow you to get a cone gradient study. Uh, which is the other piece uh, in this exhibition that's a solo exhibition for Zach. And uh, these, you, you can't see too many outputs of these yet. Uh, those are going to be a thousand US dollars each. So fixed price, but I'm really excited. I like Zach, Zach's work a lot and, and I like how he has a distinct style. So um, I'm curious to see how these go and uh, potentially going to collect one. We'll, we'll see what the prices look like and, uh, See if I can sell anything. My liquidity has been tied up for a while. Okay, let's let's talk about some artists. Uh, first one, I thought that it was appropriate to bring up Martin Grosser. We've talked about him before. Martin has three collections now, themes and variations with Vera Molnar that we talked about earlier. He has Love Tennis Art, which is one of my favorite collections. I think it's awesome. And Square, uh, excuse me, Squares, uh, which is shown on screen here. But Martin uh, recently had a tweet go viral, like insanely viral, because he was part of the team that helped create the old Twitter logo that is now X and, and has changed. Let's see if we can find that tweet. But uh, Jack, the founder of Twitter, retweeted it. And, uh, you know, he got 
I don't know, this has got like 12 million views. But anyways, Martin's awesome. Really, really nice guy. Amazing artist. Brilliant with color. Um, can't can't find that tweet, but I'll, I'll search for it. Just, oh, and this is love. This is probably my favorite output in love shown here on screen. Uh, yeah, any, any thoughts on Martin or anything that you'd want to add, Jared? No, just I think that he's setting in the foundations for, you know, a really great career. You know, and obviously coming off the high of the recent drop is is um you know brought eyes and attention to his previous work, and I think overall like you can see just with like the OG nature of this this Twitter uh, design as being part of that team that that created it. Like th this isn't something new. Like here's a, an extremely talented individual who is you know just starting to not just but they're starting to get the the attention that's deserved so martin obviously very talented and i'm just very happy to see um the the spotlight really shining in, in an appropriate place absolutely and the second artist to highlight is zach lieberman been saying his name a lot check out his instagram check out i mean zach, zach is quite brilliant had the pleasure to meet him at bright moments mexico city Really beautiful art. He's got a fantastic collection there called 100 Sunsets. It's a, it's a lot of art on Tezos, actually, but is is doing both. A decent amount of Tezos and Ethereum-based art. And the guy's just so good with colors and shaders and, and, and light. I mean, he has a brilliant way of bringing the appearance of light to his art that we don't see as often in generative art. So um, prolific artist, really distinct style that I think is is beautiful. Do you, do you have any Zach pieces, Jared? I do not. I've been really, uh, 100 Sunsets, I've been stalking it for some time. But uh, I mean, unfortunately, haven't none of my Weath bids have been accepted. So uh, I just absolutely love, love, love the, the attention to color. And it's just absolutely brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And it looks like these outputs here are some of the ones that we're probably going to see in that verse exhibition, this colorblind study. I mean, mesmerizing stuff, really. Uh, I, I don't know how he does it, but, uh, well, I'm sure it was years and years and years of hard work and time, as uh, as is the case with all these artists. Uh, and that's our show, folks. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. Wanna you want to talk about the approach potentially for, for next week? Could be oh, that's right. Oh my gosh. Sorry. So next week, um, rather than having a just normal podcast and YouTube, what we're going to do is we're going to have a Twitter spaces to this for this episode. So check it out. We'll announce it probably on Monday, same time. Oh, well, you guys don't know. So it's going to be at noon on Thursday, uh, noon Eastern. And uh, that's the same time we do our recordings and we will let Folks come up at the end on stage, have some conversations. We'll put the recording out. We'll have the show notes the same way we do, but uh, won't have video, of course, because Twitter spaces don't allow that. But we want you to come. We want you to bring questions. We want to chat with you. Anything that you want to know, um, you know, we'll, we'll have about five, 10 minutes at the end to chat. So um, really looking forward to that. And and thanks, Jared, for reminding me. I almost forgot. You know, it's it's going to be, you know, a little bit, we're, we're still going to have the same flow. We're going to still have the same uh, content, but, you know, really uh, a, a vision to engage the community and, and really give an opportunity for each and one of you to to hop up on stage and, and have an open discussion about where we are, what we're thinking, and, and maybe things that, that you're seeing. So 
super excited to test this out and see what level of resonance it has with the community, but overall super excited for this. So it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun and we'll be able to find a blend between the structure that we regularly deploy uh, and then maybe a little bit of uh, on our toes with the, with the audience. So super excited. The, the one thing I, I don't know why this just came to mind, but with there being close to only 20 spots left, if you made it this far in the podcast, I'd say uh, DM me with just the number 20 and we'll uh, run another small raffle this week uh, and and see what happens. So uh, excited to hear from each and every one of you. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody, again for tuning in. Give us a like and follow. Give Jared a like and follow. Check out our episode coming out next week about 8NAP art. 162 people already tuned in, Jared. So we'll get, get some more ears on the exciting cool. new platform coming out. And yeah, until next time, I'll see, I'll see you next week, my friend. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. The Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.